And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, your host for today's episode of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce, Amazon. We're going to be talking about email marketing and just trends in general that are working across e-commerce. Today's guest, Ryan O'Connor. But before we get into who he is and what he does and what his company does, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor for Startup Hustle, Payoneer. Get up to 750K in working capital instantly to grow your Amazon and Walmart stores. From inventory to advertising, visit payoneer.com slash funding today for all your e-commerce financing needs. There's even a special rebate for listeners of the Startup Hustle. So be sure to mention that you came in from the Startup Hustle and talk to those guys. I've been partnering with them for a long time uh, with Marknology, my Amazon company. Um, they're great guys. I do stuff on their, you know, it's just authentic company. I do stuff on their their university for free. You can get in there and hear some stuff. Um, if you're looking to transfer funds or get loans for your e-commerce business as you're expanding internationally or whatever, they're the guys to go to. So, Ryan, we covered the basics. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this, Andrew. Yeah, no, it's uh, we got chatting before we before we started. I'm like, we got to plus play, press play. We got to get into this stuff. Um, but before we do, like, you know, start talking about trends and let's talk about how you got into this space. And um, honestly, not just how you started uh you know this company but what's your entrepreneur history like how did you become an entrepreneur like what was that path like yeah yeah you know i kind of stumbled into it um I, I went to grad school i got uh my degree in psychology uh and basically right out of grad school a company hired me because they're like oh this kid's got his his master's degree sounds great and within two weeks they laid me off because i was inexperienced i'm like come on guys like i <laughs> just got out of school um, and so, you know, I was like, how am I, I, I need to pay rent. Like I have expenses, you know, and I was re relying on that. So I, I just went online and I was like, I'm going to try and build someone a website. And that started, I got a client within a week and that started my entrepreneurial journey, you know? Um, and then a few years in, I realized that I loved e-commerce. I loved D2C. I just, it's like a fast paced environment. Like just, it's just so fun for me. And so right. I started doing, uh, building, uh, doing CRO and building websites on Shopify. And then at some point, you know, I was making my clients millions of dollars. I was like, why don't I should do this myself? So I got into drop shipping, selling products from China back when Facebook ads were like $2 mm -hmm. uh, per purchase back in the golden days. Um, and one of my big problems with my own store though, was my, my profit margins were really low. Um, and I, I was having a hard time getting, customers to come back and buy again. So that's how I got into email marketing and okay. text message marketing um, was to solve my own problem. And it worked out so well, you know, at some point Facebook ads got expensive. I got out of drop shipping and I went all in about four years ago um, on email marketing and, and brought all the strategies that I had used and learned to my clients. I love that. It's very similar to my own path, you know, um, even, even in still living some of that, which is like, was making a lot of money for the first company I worked with, the startup on Amazon. We did a million dollars. The next company, we did a million dollars the next year. So in back-to-back -back years, I had grown sales by a million, started freelancing, was like, this is like the things I'm learning along the way. I'm learning from my own businesses, you know, and I'm I'm acquiring and building my own businesses now. Um, but still, you know, Marknology has a, a stable of brands that we're working with, and it's just been that accumulation of everything I learned um, you know, I'm being like, this is a service that a lot of people need to know solving a problem. You know, to me, it was, yeah. um, Marknology is named that way because I believe it's the perfect intersection of marketing and technology. You need to know both to really dominate in e-commerce. Um, and it was a cheap domain name. Uh, <laughs> but you know, no, that's exactly, yeah, I fell in love with e-commerce and man, I had done a lot of things before I found e-commerce. I mean, I went to school for computer science and different stuff and, hated networking, hated security, hated IT as far as like 
school and what I, the first job I got out after, but as soon as I found e-commerce, I was, I was in yeah, Okay. So you're a co-founder. Similar, so let's, talk, similar let's, story, sure. let's talk about that as well. Um, did you meet him like working on brands? Did you like him, her, I guess, like, you know, how did, how did this get birthed, I guess? Yeah. So, you know, I've actually had a, a couple agencies over the last six, seven years. Um, I've had a, a couple of business partners too. My current business partner was my best friend from college. Okay. Uh, just luckily, you know, very intelligent guy, high aspirations. Um, he went in the corporate world. I was able to convince him to come out and join me. Um, and yeah, you know, we, we partnered up in 2019, end of 2019 um, for our current business worth e-commerce. And uh, we've grown about 5x since okay. since a year and a half ago. We got about like 75 clients now doing email SMS, like 40 employees. Just, you know, feels like we're scaling to the moon. That's been a that. fun That's, ride. I know uh, what you're as, as fun as that is. I know what you're going through, uh, you know, scaling just creates more problems. And um, you can be an amazing expert at one thing. Uh, and now they're asking you to be a leader and a manager and a people person and, you know, all oh. these things. You're like, I just went from being like a closet nerdy, like techie guy in the basement to like, you need me to like actually manage people and, yeah. um, you know, be Changing able to careers people. every six months, basically. <laughs> exactly. So I know you're at. Um, awesome. So like, you know, what do you guys do? We, we talked about text and email. Let's say, you know, I'm an e-commerce company that's not utilizing it or maybe my email marketing sucks or like it's just not doing what I think. I don't even know if it sucks because I just don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. you, what do you guys do? You come in and, and kind of do like a deep dive or what, what's yeah, that so, like? So a lot a lot of brands really underutilize email and text. They uh, a lot of them, you know, it's just like, hey, let's get it up. Let's get it running. Um, but really, it's probably one of the most personal channels that you can communicate with your audience in and the least competitive like if you think about advertising social media all these the, the most common ways of digital marketing there's a lot of noise whereas mm -hmm. email there's you know most people are signed up to 10 20 newsletters um and and those are the brands that they like that they love that they've bought from so when you send out a message um it can be very personalized and create a deeper connection with your customer and that's really how you're going to differentiate yourself from your competition is through that communication, um, you know, your customers loving hearing from you and not just being like a product based company promoting products, but actually tying uh, some emotions and a lifestyle to the company that you're building. Now, a lot of that is done through other channels, too. But email SMS is one of the best, uh, the strongest ways to do it. And our it's relationship, actually, building. you know, yeah, yeah, it's relationship building. Exactly. Uh, at, a, at a wide scale, at a big scale. Um, and yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of businesses think email is, uh, maybe a thing of the past. Um, I used to hear a lot more that it's dead. I don't hear that too much anymore just because there's been so many advancements. Um, uh, but any, any, any e-commerce store that's like making less, you know, 20, 25% or less of their total revenue from email, uh, that's where we're, we're coming in saying, Hey, there's a lot more, there's a lot you're leaving on the table. Um, email should actually, and SMS should be making like 35% maybe even up to 50% in some cases, if you have a very okay. loyal customer base, a lot of brands don't realize that how big a chunk it is. And, and consumers are trusting email a lot more now too, because Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail have got a lot more strict about spam. So if you're, if you're doing it right, you know, you get a lot of eyeballs, a lot of sales from I think, uh, those communications. I think what kind of happened to someone that's been in the space is like, tech continues to advance, you know, and evolve and like innovation. And, um, you know, it was like, these things were great of the past, like, they don't stop being great, they just got oversaturated that people got numb to it, right. And then as people move on to the next thing, it circles back and those things are still great. Like, I love getting mail. Right? Like, I remember, like, you remember, like that Meg, Ryan, or like, I think it was Meg Ryan, and Tom Hanks, like, you've got mail. Um, that oh, yeah. came out in the past. It was just yeah. like, that was like when email first came out and people were like looking forward to getting an email, you know, like it was just like, those were the early days and, um, you know, and then it, it's just kind of progressed. And then you're like, okay, now text like, wow, this is really cool. I'm getting a text from Gary V like with his thoughts, yeah. you know, and I'm not having to get on Instagram to get it. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, and then like the next thing will come out and the next thing, but it's like, uh, doesn't like LinkedIn, you know, everyone's advertising through LinkedIn. I get like 50 DMs a day. It's ridiculous. It's just, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's, there's no relationship building. It's just like add, 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 you know? 
Um, market, 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 market. Right. So if your email inbox is like, it's not sophisticated and you're getting like 500 emails a day from all this stuff, you get burnt out. But as sophistication comes, there's like a revisiting to that, you know? Um, and I think that's super cool. Like I, I, you know, I've honestly been investigating it because part of my job as an e-commerce consultant or an Amazon, you know, we run an Amazon agency. They're like, well, what else can we do? What's the next, what else is working in e-commerce? What are some trends that are working? Um, is it international expansion? You know, that's why we've got Pioneer on this episode because it's like, what are the things that are working? International expansion, at least when it comes to Amazon, is huge and it's working really well because we're essentially getting into a market that's not saturated early as Amazon experts, we know what to do. So it's like an yeah. easy, you know, and then, then we can start all the other things like, okay, we're in Amazon. Now we can start marketing like Amazon Australia, for example, is a big win for a lot of brands or Amazon Canada. Um, you know, so those are the things like, I think tying in that texting. And to me, it's all about storytelling. Storytelling is about relationship building. And it's like, you need to touch them. Not too much. Just like any friend, yeah. if you call them up every single day. You know, um, well, most well, of us feel cool overwhelmed. That's the cool thing, actually, Andrew. You know, uh, it's gotten so advanced that you can segment your different, your customers, your subscribers into many groups. And there are actually people who will open every email like they're so loyal to brands and they cannot wait. And we actually send, we're sending emails and texts like we write them in the voice of the founder of the company, sign it off from the founder. And it's like a much more personal message. And it's crazy how many, how much higher the open rates are and reply rates and everything. Um, it's I getting a lot that. more personalized. Yeah, I you, actually can, got... I mean, you could send four emails a day. Some like uh, Chubby's does that. If you're like one of their loyal fans, you'll get four emails a day from them. <laughs> but maybe the, maybe the voice is different. Like you're talking to them, like, you know, they're obsessed with your company, right. Versus like how you would talk to someone that comes once a month, like when it's super late at night, you know, yeah. they're coming in and it's like the fourth meal type messaging. Yeah. Um, you know, I know like from, from my perspective, um, I, I do just follow a couple of brands, you know, but I open them up because like those are my brands and I'm like, I want to see what they've yeah. got going on. Um, and if you're bringing value, like, you know, I guess I'm, I've been trying to learn this in the last year. You know, we all have got a little bit more time this last year in some ways uh, in some other ways e-commerce is exploding. But I took, a, you know, a several thousand dollar sales copywriting course, like with a, some one on one, like six weeks of one on one. and um was really trying to learn that voice that you were talking about from the founder's voice like the owner's voice and like um you know how do i scale without losing my personal touch um was a big focus and it's, it's interesting that you brought that up it is hard to do it is hard to do yeah it's but hard, a way to do to it is like get your videos or get your emails or get your personalization really down and um get some help get somebody that can help you make that happen you know yeah it's impossible to do it all on your own as a business owner. And it's, and it's really hard to like hire, like we, we have employees and we also hire agencies and we tend to hire employees for like our core skills, but then, cause we can train them, right? And we have a system, but most of what we do um, to grow our agency itself, we're hiring other agencies or as like our the email service we do, it's all employees um, just because like it'd take forever. It'd take, months or years of getting it all wrong, learning. You gotta be an expert at all those things, right? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so it's like one thing I, th I think the best way to explain it to people listening that might not understand this is like, look, I'm an expert at selling products online, but I'm in a service-based business. So like I'm legitimately learning B2C and B2B and like, and I honestly learn all the aspects of these of the companies I work with business because I want to be able to give them the best advice from all the way from manufacturing to like delivering it in the package. Like if I want to be the best, it's like really learning every single part of that. And maybe it's the follow up and the touch after. Right. So Amazon has like some basic email marketing that you can do through the Amazon platform in comparison to like what the softwares can do now for web. Oh, do they? I didn't know that you could email from Amazon. When did that yeah. launch? That's been a long time, but it's it's connected through the API, so you wouldn't be able to use like a Clavio or something like that or a Mailchimp. But there's these there's some industry leaders, um, and we're not we don't touch on like it's not about the review and asking for the review or anything like that. It's really about I want to send out a brand touch. Maybe there's a recipe in it. Maybe there's an ebook or a guide or an installation instructions that we already send with the package, but like 
you know, these are the touches you can kind of do. And it's just like getting in, getting in front of them, you know, continuing that really, Hey, it's not just about, I got your money and now I'm good. It's about like legitimately just keeping that relationship going. Yeah. Business, business models and e-commerce don't work anymore where it's just get the, get the customer one time. That's usually the least profitable is when someone just buys once. Um, it's just too much competition. Advertising costs are too high. Too many people are good at it. So now it's all about how do I build loyalty? How do I keep that connection? Um, I read, I wish I remember the name of the book. I read it recently as a marketing book that came out 2019. I'll have to look it up and we can put in the resources, but he talks all about like marketing, um, to own your niche is all that your ultimate goal is to be the strongest memory structure in your audience. So like if you, if you like want to compete, let's say you're selling streetwear, right? Maybe in like you're a, a Los Angeles streetwear brand. There's so many streetwear brands. So your goal is to become top of mind in, in that space for all the people who wear streetwear. So how do you do your marketing? How do you do your messaging so that people always think of you first and it's evolved. The game's evolved. Like, uh, consumers like that personal touch. They they want to know more about your company, your brand, your mission, what you're doing behind the scenes, like all that fun stuff. It's not it's not enough to just do some photo shoots and promote products anymore. Nope, it's not. And um, you know, I think I get excited because I'm like, that's not who Marknology is. So we struggled at the beginning, uh, but as like the game is getting more advanced and it's changing, now our model is the winning model. Um, that's at least how I feel, you know, like if you look at the content we put out, if you look at like, it's just like really authentic content about, you know, the 15 of us that work here, we talk about who we are, what we do, what we care about, what we support. Um, and it's just like, look, this is who we are. If you want to work with us, great. If you don't like this, is who we are, and that's fine too. Um, you know, but like, that's how you attract the right customers. That's how you get, I remember, I'll tell a silly story. Where are you life. guys active on uh, most? Instagram, uh, Pinterest, uh, LinkedIn, for sure. For like me personally, um, you know, like not that many brands are following Marknology on Instagram and engaging in that big way. But if they look us up, they're going to see that, right? Some of it is that it's not just about the likes and like what you're getting there. It's like, if people look you up, you're the same wherever they come in contact with you at, yeah. or like you're on that marketplace, right? Whether it's email, is there a big drop off for branding? You know, are you on Amazon and you're like, you're like, uh, I don't care what's on Amazon. So you're okay with people seeing your brand this way. And then they get to Amazon. It looks like shit. And you're like, you're okay with that. And you've spent 50 years building your brand and you're okay with like this huge drop off here. How is that? It makes no yeah. sense. I'm talking the wrong we person. actually will use channels like like linkedin uh i'm talking now for our agency and our marketing like B2B, yeah. we're looking for e-commerce businesses as our clients we have like between like three of our pro my founder and one of our our, our heads we have like ten thousand followers so that's like a space where we do a lot of marketing find a lot of clients um but then on other social media channels like you're talking about like we don't have a huge YouTube following or a massive Instagram following. So we use that, like we use Instagram for highlighting employees and highlighting like fun stuff that we're doing as a team okay. because people do stumble across that. And uh, the plus side is the team feels recognized. Right. Yeah. And then YouTube is a place where we, we have all our case studies and reviews and, and we send people there instead of sending them to our website. Cause then they, they end up browsing around much easier and, and seeing, you know, more, basically more social proof. So even like channels that don't have a lot of traffic, they still can be utilized to help you get a lot more trust sales. Building, or, or right? Yeah. Trust I, I feel like, I feel like I'm in the trust building game in a space where I feel like the marketing space is full of a lot of crooks. I'll be honest, like just people that will take your money and say they'll produce results and don't, and maybe some, maybe their intentions are even good, but doesn't mean they're producing, um, you know? And so the brands that we work with have gone through this, not just us, mm -hmm. but like they've been burned. They've tried a photographer, didn't work out. They've hired a videographer and they've hired someone to do their website four times. Like, you know, and so then we're coming in. There's a lot of novices like, out there. A lot there's of a lot novices out there. Because every, this is a self-taught space, right? So yeah. there's a lot of novices. And um, because of that, it's like, you know what? It's not me about, about me saying what we do better than them or this or that. It's about just saying, this is what we do this is who we are. And building trust you know there's nothing more rewarding to me than when i get on like an intro call to a brand or a potential client and they're like yeah like they're bringing up stuff from our youtube or instagram that they were like we did our research and i'm just like 
good because it feels like they know us before they're even having that conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's and what consumers do that. Uh, you know, if you look at for as an e-commerce brand, you know, you look at not your customer types, but your um, I, I guess it'd be your potential customers, your prospects. You're going to have a lot of different types. There's the people who are impulsive and buy from ads like 3% mm -hmm. or so. And then you have the people that are going to come look at your website and they're not going to buy it even if they love it and they need it. They, they just sit on it. Um, right. But those are the people that are willing to make an exchange because they like your brand. So they'll give over their email or their phone number. And then you remind them the next day or a couple of days later, that's when they buy. And then there's the people that go do the heavy research. They just, they've been burned by a bunch of Chinese companies or drop shippers or whatever. And they do a lot of research. They're looking around at reviews, your reviews on your like, website. Yeah. Right. They go on a hunt. <laughs> trust pilot. Yeah. Kind of no. Stuff. I mean, I think we're in the trust game and like as new emerging technology and companies, it's like, this is what, this is what we got to do to create relationship. It's old school business, new school way. You know, it's like people used to do business, like with the guy down the street that they knew, you know, and it was just like, everyone did by like word of mouth and, you know, you got a reputation and it's all the same strategies, like just in a you know, digital way now. Um, so I don't, I have a exactly. lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with it and trying to bring some of that old school to what we do in a new way um, has been fun for me, especially as I build a team and it gets more than just myself um, and trying to create that culture. Like you're at 40, um, you know, that's amazing. Uh, you know, we're at about 15 plus with some outsourced stuff. We outsource as well to the stuff that builds our agency. So um, it's a lot of work and it's like, you know, how do you create at scale fast? create that culture that that cares about the same, those same things and like trust building and relationship and um but that's what makes the the same things we're trying to do here is what makes it work for other companies you know that's why i know to emulate it it's like this is what works out there in the real world people that are like taking the time to build relationships with their customers doing the packaging right doing the follow-up you know not just following up with the customers that say hey buy some more but just like did you have an issue are you good did you love it you know, like, do you need more help? Do you need to talk to somebody to help you install that? Like, yeah, doing and all right that thing. can be automated but, too. Exactly. You with know? email and texting. And, yeah. and, and that's why yeah. I brought it up. You got to do the touches. Even, um, it's funny, even with like shipping, uh, communications have gotten real advanced lately, especially with text messaging and can, like, oh, cause over the last year's few years consumers have become a lot more um, sketched out by by ship like if shipping takes more than three to five days or there's any problems consumers like usually don't shop with the brand again um and so you know with text messaging you can actually send notifications hey the order has um left the 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 okay. manufacturing okay. facility hey the yep. order uh, is in your town it's 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 um can you do you guys do you hear any background noise cool. Yeah, we got a little background noise. Okay. One sec. I know it's a pandemic. We're all working from home. <laughs> got my buddy right next to me. Be fast and And yeah, so I mean, with with text messaging, especially shipping notifications have okay. become a big so thing to build trust. But it all they also drive sales, which oh, is interesting. We've see? seen a lot of oh, customers okay. will buy when that same day that you send a shipping notification, if you oh. like show another similar product or give them a discount, um, we, we've seen a lot more upsells. And that's something you, you normally wouldn't think about, right? Using shipping messages as a form of sales. It's almost like uh, when someone's checking out at the counter, like that stuff that's close to the counter, like that upsell right before, like right at the purchase point, you know, whether it's like the Coca-Cola or it's the candy bar, it's the magazine or like, just that like buy the counter purchase, um, not just in the cart, but like, Hey, by the way, we've got this or, you know, and for e-commerce for e-commerce specifically, you know, the number of items added to an order make it drastically more profitable because, you know, you're lumping all those into one shipping, you know? So essentially like if you had a smaller item to, let's say a bigger purchase, that item's essentially getting shipped for free. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of money to be made on the logistics side or of increasing your average order size, um, outside of just that, you know, that immediate sell. Yep. And even, you know, even if someone doesn't buy, like say you do an upsell on the website or during the checkout process, even if that doesn't work, we've seen 
where you if you okay. give like a five hour discount yeah. right like with their order confirmation okay. we've seen a, a about 20 percent upsell uh, purchases 20 percent of customers okay. just buying one thing will then yeah. use that coupon within those five yeah. hours no, which I is kind of crazy okay, um cool. you wouldn't we'll think that that would happen right okay. but um you know that's the best time uh, the most likely time someone's going to buy again is right after they're shopping or while they're you know while they're checking out like you said okay. like waiting top in of line <laughs> top of mind i just like to bring it like you know those things aren't rocket science it's really just thinking about like what works in other models and like what can we bring to digital as it's like new and it's like you know people haven't been trying these things you got to a b test you got to figure out what works you got to segment it's almost always segment 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 whether it's facebook ads or amazon advertising or emails probably it's like the more segmented you get it the better your program gets um, because it's just getting more personalized, more personalized, more personalized. Um, you know, we can make save thousands in, in advertising by doing it right, by knowing how to segment on Amazon. Um, before we get, I wanted to talk about just like a little bit how we were talking about how some brands are like sending traffic with their email to Amazon and some other things yeah, yeah. we're doing. Before we get into that, it's a reminder. Um, you can get up to 750K in working capital from Pioneer's Capital Advance Program. Attractive fixed fees and flexible settlement plans ensure that you'll always have the funds to handle your daily operating expenses. Apply now, pioneer.com backslash funding. Enjoy a 10% fee rebate on your first capital advance. Remember, reminder to tell them you came from Startup Hustle. Um, you know, there's, there's so many reasons why people need funding, whether it's just like you've got a big opportunity to grab some stock, you've got to, you know, you can up, upgrade your order, um, you know, order in larger quantities. Maybe you're just looking to expand and it's time, um, you know, have access to funding. Know what's available to you if you're a store. Amazon offers it, which is crazy, um, you know, at a pretty steep rate. But if your store is already producing, you'd be surprised what you can get your hands on, um, you know, based on your store volume. So once again, shout out to our partners over there at Payoneer. But back to this subject of, um, you know, using kind of off Amazon strategies and like, you're like, you know, I'm, I've started noticing that there's this trend happening that people are doing. And I want to kind of back and forth on that a little bit, like as an Amazon expert, why people are doing that from your side, what you're seeing. So if you could just lay the groundwork a little bit for everybody listening, we're talking about um, people sending traffic to Amazon. Is that texting or just yeah. email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we've seen for our, for our clients that do have an Amazon presence, they, well, a couple of things. Number one, um, I've seen our clients where they they send a like a mail-in rebate or something like that with the product in their in the Amazon box, and then customers will go and put their email in uh, mm -hmm. to to claim that rebate. Or maybe you know it could be whatever. Whatever. There, there's other another example would be like a warranty, right? Like a warranty, yeah, warranty that kind of or, stuff. Yeah. You want so like a way you can rework out, like you want 10% off the next one. We call these product inserts in my world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're super important. Like if you're an, on Amazon, you do subscribe and save, like subscribe and save is a way to get that reoccurring customer, you know, like follow up emails. Um, so there's all these tactics and it's really like, people are like, well, you know, Amazon keeps all my data. Amazon, like Amazon, Amazon, Amazon is bitching and moaning. Right. And it's like, honestly, you just don't understand what you don't know. And yeah. there's brands out there that are doing funnels, chat box, text follow-ups, product inserts, collecting emails, um, using attribution with Amazon, like, you know, and, and some of the stuff's coming out and there are stipulations, there's pros and cons, but like um, a lot of brands are doing some really awesome stuff. And, you know, and I've seen a lot of it started with like supplement companies I was working with on Amazon. They were kind of the first that were really like innovative and um you know me working with them i brought it to different categories and different spaces and been like these are what some of these supplement companies are doing we should do this in apparel no one's doing yeah. it you know um so okay so you said of the ones you're doing like they've got these inserts that bring the emails in yeah it's yeah, an yeah, amazon yeah. So, customer so, at that point yeah yeah so it's an amazon customer and you're not allowed to market to them and send that amazon customer to your website um so, so those, those, that list of your Amazon customers, if you can get those emails then you can do promotions to send them back to Amazon. But then we have clients who have, you know, they have their customers on their e-commerce store. They've collected their email from their website, their own website that they'll send to Amazon because the conversion rate is so much higher. It's, you know, 17% on averages. I, I think what I heard, I know you said you, you got close to 49% with one of your long-standing clients, which is insane conversion rates. Um, but yeah, you know, it's why, you know, in some, for some brands, it's like, why, why send to our website if, if they're much more likely to buy from Amazon? 
Yeah, and I want to like talk to this because I don't think a lot of people hear this. Um, and there's just like there's these ways, these tips, these tricks, these outside the box ways of really tying in your e-commerce strategy across the board from email to texting. I'm sure you guys like coordinate that right to Amazon, to web, to brick and mortar. Sometimes you're doing in-store discounts and sending out emails about in-store stuff. And, you know, there's all these ways to tie it all in together. And that's really the future. Um, you know, it's really like, how do you get all the different parts of your business to work together in the best way possible? And whether that's like, you know, Amazon has an algorithmic part, but like part of the part of selling on Amazon is algorithm, it's momentum, it's keeping stuff stocked. It's like you're launching new products and now you're saying, hey, here's an email blast out to my first 50 customers on Amazon. I just got on Amazon. I would love to have you there. To my first 50, here's a deal. You know, and Amazon's rewarding you for bringing off Amazon traffic. So if like Amazon is like for some people is 80% of their business, they might do 20% on their website. Um, they're an Amazon business. And so why say like, oh, I got to bring, I got to just like grow your site. I got to do this. No, like keep this business healthy, figure out what they need. And for them is to grow Amazon. So to grow Amazon, there's all these things you can do. You can compete on keywords within Amazon against head to head, or you can be like, look, I have a curated list. I don't have to compete with anyone. These people have already been my customers before. I can send out a blast and for pennies on what I would do to compete on these keywords that I want to get market share on Amazon. I can create an email program yeah. and successfully launch products. Like, you know, and so that's one way, right? You can also use Amazon. That's a great way to start on Amazon too. Exactly. Like if, if you have a great presence in your e-commerce brand, you have a, a loyal customer list, you got, you got emails, you got texts, like you want to get on Amazon, like launching that to your current list, maybe give them a deal for the, you know, for a week or something like that. But, you know, getting all that traffic real quickly to Amazon, is going to boost that product game changer, game changer. Results, and just yeah. most people are not you know most people aren't leveraging their email the way they should be um to be able to do those kinds of things like you know of the brands i sign probably like one out of ten has a strong list maybe maybe right like so um you know it's get your getting your data getting your customer information even if they're on amazon most of them are not doing the you know how do i get my customers email addresses and taking that extra work it might cost 15 cents to put that insert in your package you know um but it becomes so valuable in the long run when you can like let's say you have a listing go down hypothetical situation you're selling on amazon you got five SKUs, you're kicking ass you're doing a hundred thousand a month each of them is like you know, you got one doing 50,000 and the other four doing the 50,000 combined, your 50,000 listing goes down, maybe a competitor took you down, maybe you ran out of stock. You get the listing back up a couple of days later, you've lost a bit of momentum, right? Because it's a momentum platform. And so you're trying to get it back. You're trying to get sales back up because Amazon's always like scoring, right? It's like, oh, they ran out of stock. Oh, like they raised the price on our customers. Like, Amazon's thinking with the customer in mind. So when you do things like run out of stock, for example, Amazon punishes you a little bit in the algorithm. Well, the easiest way to get that back up, send out a blast using your email. You've got tools at your, you know, your command um, and get that momentum back. Like, you know, get stuff rolling again. Like the, the more tools you have across your channels to be able to do stuff, the better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, I know cool. some technical stuff for anyone listening, but like just hoping they can wrap their minds around like, look, you don't have to know how to do all these things, but it's good to start thinking about your brand in a holistic way. And how can you get all of your channels working together? Just because you haven't seen another company doing it doesn't mean it's not something you should think about. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, another thing is um, what's really cool is Amazon's coming out with attribution now. And so it used to be, if you sent someone to Amazon with an email or an Instagram or a Facebook ad, you wanted them to have like save 15% as a code, they would claim the code, which is clunky. And then you would attribute that back to that program and be like, this came from email or this came from Facebook. And you were kind of doing this manual process of these were our code redemptions versus like, you know, what we sent and um, Amazon's released attribution. They continue to improve it. Um, but now we, you know, you can have a dashboard if you know how to plug it all in and you can have a code for email and people coming in from email and people coming in from Facebook or Instagram and, you know, es essentially attribute correctly back to your email program. So it's not just about the conversion rate, but now you're getting attribution data as well. Like it's a no brainer, um, for the right brand, you know, that's set up that way where their Amazon's kicking ass. Um, and they can make you could even AB, that, now that you bring that up, you could even I haven't thought of this, but you could even a B test. Like, let's say you have an established brand uh, presence on your website. 
maybe you're you're growing on Amazon or vice versa. You could A/B test an email if you have five, ten thousand, hundred thousand, million people, whatever. Send half to Amazon, have a different uh, you know template in your email, send the other half to your website, see what happens. But actually you'll know within a, let's a see day. let's find <laughs> out right like let's find out and i think i really think that the 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 amazon customer and the web customer are different customers they're sure there's some crossover if you're looking at a pie chart where it's like some of them crossing over they're both um but some people are just like i enjoy buying on a website just like the same people that go buy their groceries in the store or the ones that order it for pickup or like there's different customers right you're like you're talking yeah. about some of them want to do other research and some of them want to buy off the ad and um, so ha you have to understand that some of your customers are on Amazon and, you know, do what's best for your customer. If you put your customer first, if you're like, where do they want to interact? Um, you know, it could be an email. I would love to see the, the data on an email that says like buy on the web or buy on Amazon and see where people go. Um, you yeah. could, you know, track both and be like, you know, uh, because Amazon has this trust factor that just. A lot of other like companies like to replicate what Amazon has is, is virtually impossible. They're one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, you know, and they're the first in e-commerce that promised us today. Everyone else is caught up. They're the original, the OG, you know, so their customer service at, at a point, if you're the seller, it sucks. If you're the buyer, you're the customer. It's amazing. The customer service is amazing. So um, I'm just about that. I'm thing, like, another thing that. Another thing to think about on that on that topic, Andrew, is you know abandoned carts when it comes to your website. Like the abandoned cart rate is pretty is pretty high for most brands, eighty percent or more. And a lot of that has to do with the checkout process. Either people not trusting it, not being fast enough, not they have to enter in information or log in. You know, I know Chrome saves a lot of that information, right? But you, there's still some work to be done. Whereas on Amazon, like the the purchase process is literally sometimes one you buy on accident. You're like, did I just buy that? Like, I think I just one click bought that. You know, I'm like, I didn't know I was logged in. Uh, yeah. Or the dash buttons or things like that. Yeah. So it's just like, and it's like, honestly, if you're getting better results, you don't have to stick with it. You could be like, okay, so why is Amazon converting so much higher than my site? What do I need to work on? And it can give you feedback, you know? So when people just start thinking about these as like the same machine, it gets exciting for me. Um, and I feel like the off Amazon space is really starting to understand some of that as the brands are pushing them to do these things, which makes it more exciting for me uh, because it's less of an uphill battle to get, you know, those other teams on board. Like, you know, if we're working with a big company, like let's say we're working with your company for a brand, we're both on the same team. The brand is essentially our client. Our goals are to look good for what we do for them, grow their business, um, continue to do that. You know, um, you can be like, well, I don't want to give any of my sales to Amazon. And typically in the past, that's been because they couldn't attribute it, their efforts to it. So they couldn't say, I'm managing your email. We're spending a thousand bucks a month and it's attributing to 10,000 in sales or something like that. Right. You couldn't do that because it was just so archaic. But as these things are like technology is advancing and now you could essentially you're like, I don't care where you grow. If you want me to send it to Amazon, I'll send it. If you can attribute that, you can prove that you're doing good work, you know? So yeah. um, I think the collaboration is awesome. I think there's some really cool stuff. And if you ever want to do a case study together, you let me know. It sounds let's like we it. could do some yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, let's talk about it after this. That'd be cool. Okay. Yeah, I and, think and, uh, Andrew, so I did want I do want to bring up one one topic. Um, I, we get a lot of like since SMS is relatively new in the game. It's been around in e-commerce for about four years, but it's really only popped off over the last year. So we get a lot of questions about um, how to use SMS strategically and use it right. And a lot of uh, brands and business owners are worried about spamming their customers and losing customers. Um, and so you know one of the, one of the things we found over the last year is SMS is best to look at as a VIP list. The okay. people that are most engaged with your business and bought many times. Um, alternatively, alternatively, also you do get new SMS signups. So like when someone first signs up for your SMS list, they tend to want to, to get a, a communications from you for, for the next week or two. Um, and so that, that's interesting. It's very different than email, but email is very broad. Can You can basically reach out to all the active people on your list. And most of the time, it's not spamming as long as you're not actually doing something ridiculous. Um, whereas SMS, it's, it's much more tailored, personal. 
And um, if you do build a community there of like your VIP customers, all your most recent subscribers, we've seen clients that they just have 1,000 subscribers to their text list and they're making 10, 20K a month from just that, which wow. is insane. Like you keep from email, if you have 1,000 people on your email list, you'd be lucky to make 100 bucks a month from that, you know? Yep. It's crazy. Okay, that's that's crazy. I don't know that much about SMS. Like I, I've had a couple of guests on the show, we've talked about it, but really almost like about as much as I know about Bitcoin. Uh, you know, it's just like it's surface level, um, you know, trying to get there. And like I, I sign up with Gary Vee on a bunch of different stuff because I just want to know, I want to interact, I want to see how he does it, you know, and like how's he doing text, how's he doing SMS, um, you know, and it's his value added content type of stuff that he's doing. So I want to interact with someone that's doing it at a high level um, in case, because so many brands are behind, honestly, like yeah. the brands that I engage with, the brands that I like, the streetwear brand that comes to mind, right? The dress clothes brand that comes to my mind when you say be top of mind, like they're not doing these things. So yeah. um, I'm learning from, you know, outside companies. And and the cool thing about that is like, yeah, it's like, hey, I, you don't know the technology, but, you know, if, if you're willing to make a bet on certain technologies like SMS, which is still very new to the game, a lot of brands aren't doing it. That means like if you get in early with that technology and it's working well, you're, you're the, uh, the, the market isn't saturated yet. Like consumers aren't overwhelmed by text that hasn't happened. Like back on social media, what, five, 10 years ago, people weren't overwhelmed on social media like they are today. So the brands that were on it early the first few years got so much really value collected. out of it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's what SMS is right now. It's, you know, there a lot of brands have it, but they're not really using it very much. It's very, very minimal. Um, and the brands that are using SMS well, they're building huge communities, um, you know, dri driving a lot of sales and, and building some killer loyalty. And I don't think it's going to be like that forever. You know, it eventually it's getting more regulated every single year. Um, like CBD, for example, is getting just over the last two months has gotten a lot of regulations where you, you can't really send to. Uh, it's much harder to send marketing messages now via text message if you're a CBD brand. Whereas like a year ago, it was wild wild west you know that's why that's um, why i love e-commerce like you know it's yeah. the wild west yeah. but it if you choose a right a super regulated business like you know cannabinoids then you're choosing kind of some regulation um you know but it took but a while to get part. to that point you know like yeah they had and it'll, three, pro it'll probably come back it'll probably come back yeah. um one thing I, where you know another area i'm really seeing it big in is real estate um i get you know i own a few properties and um I just get so many texts about them from, you know, just like strangers. I don't even know how they're getting my name. Uh, probably finding it. They're probably scraping like Zillow or something. I don't know. Not probably doing it the best way. Right. But they're, those are like, those are the hunters, you know, real estate investors and um, they're all over it. So, um, you know, you pay attention to the industry movers, like the kind of people that, that adapt new stuff first and, you know, try to stay close to that. Um, Okay, so we're getting kind of close to time. I know we've covered a lot, but I think it's really helpful for anyone just trying to wrap their mind around how some of this stuff works. Um, talk about this couple of things before we pass. Like, t number one, talk about where people can reach you. But before that, um, you know, who are your ideal clients? Like, what size you need to be to start engaging with an agency at an agency level where you're covering agency fees and they're they're able to make you profitable? Like, where does your business need to be? Um, to work with you guys yeah that's a good question so um we'll work with brands as small as making like four or five thousand a month you know they, they've probably been around for a few months to a year um you know actually a lot of our clients have been with us for three years and they started off in that range and okay. then we have all the way up to about five million a month like 50 60 million dollar a year companies and we have completely different plans and scopes of work for the starter, you know, the startup businesses compared to okay. the, the medium sized businesses um, and prices that work for all of them. But I mean, if it's a, a if it's a newer brand, you know, under 100K, you know, we're, we're looking to help you grow and get to the next level and take the next phase. And email email SMS is actually one of the best ways to improve profits if you're not fully utilizing it. Like it should be making at least a third of your business. And if you're if you're not there, that's a lot of extra profit because it doesn't cost very much to send an email. It's like pennies, right? Compared to right. advertising, which is very expensive. The difference in competition versus like 
um, demand generation versus demand capture. Like you've already got these people, you know, you've yeah. already got these customers, you've already engaged with them, you've already met them. Um, you just got to cultivate that relationship a little bit. Um, so, no, so that's super helpful. And, um, you know, several, honestly, several of the companies I, I've, I've talked to about this um, are only dealing with very high end. So, you know, I have a lot of brands, at least in the Marknology family that are, um, we're at under a million dollars or we're at a million dollars a year or like, you know, we're doing 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 a month on Amazon and looking into these things, um, but not running like massive off Amazon, you know, yet. Like a lot of my brands are building their email lists with eBooks and things like that, but like not necessarily utilizing them. So it was very helpful. Um, as well as like, you know, I think about personal brand and like, what should I be doing as a personal brand, as a thought leader, not just as a company, but as Andrew Morgan's, um, I think a lot of people have those, whether it's authors or speakers or, you know, different entrepreneurs that tune in is like, what should I be doing on a personal level at a personal brand? Um, I'm never going to be at that level where like my personal brand, or I wouldn't say I'd never be at that level, but I'm at that personal level where, um, I'm not selling products at that level, you know, but yeah. you need those touches. And I ha I have to say I I'm jealous Andrew of the 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 personal brand brand that you've built I I just got into that game and I wish I'd been in it for the last five years because your personal brand as an entrepreneur stays with you no matter what company agency e-commerce business you know whatever you're in that your personal brand stays with you and you build your own following that is going to come with you along your journey and you know if they love your message and wh whether you're selling products or not or services or just helping people you're going to build a following and i wish i had started that earlier um I, and i would say like we we actually have some you know i, I know most of the audience is e-commerce some of our clients have their own personal brands uh, that started off like as as there, there's one uh client i love uh, her name's jenny her company's designs by planner perfect and she started her own personal brand branding when they were at eight thousand a month uh, about a year and a half ago now they're doing 200k a month Wow. which is crazy and like her brand is her personal brand is what accelerated the growth the most uh which is crazy they, they've barely run any ads or anything it's been a slower process but uh, that's the one thing i would say you know if you're an entrepreneur like you, you don't necessarily have to spend 40 hours a week building your personal brand but you know get your message out there you, even if you're new share your story share what you're learning uh on Reddit or join podcasts or do it on your LinkedIn or have a blog, like that kind of stuff carries, stays with you forever. Yeah. And I think about just like t using the, using text and email as a way of like, look, this is my upcoming schedule. These are podcasts I have. These are speaking events I'm at or panels or like, you know, things I'm doing, I'm going to be on this TV show or, you know, you're letting people know what's going on in your life so they can be a part of it. Um, and then, you know, text message reminders like hey just so you know i'm going live with this like cool ass dude we're gonna cover this like you know if you want to tune in here it is like staying top of mind with people and something you said earlier like really sparked me and i really struggled with this when i was learning this was i needed to learn personal brand because i went to this real estate conference and this like guy that was speaking was worth like millions and millions of dollars and he was like his story almost made me like cry he's talking about his brother it was just like really good i'm like what a great story about an awesome person and I looked him up on like online and there's like no presence for this person at all. I'm like, for oh, pennies, wow. you, could, you could have paid someone to like, at least like have some kind of resume online, you know, like there was there, but it was just like, wasn't amazing for someone that's probably worth like millions and millions of dollars. And it was just like, you know, I don't want that to be me. It wasn't a judgment thing. It was just like a kind of a light bulb moment to be like, this is something I think is important to invest in, even if you're not there. Um, and then the other thing was I used to be known around Kansas City as the T-shirt guy because I have an apparel business oh, yeah. that like was kind of the thing I was building. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, like you're like with the T-shirts, right? Like or like you own this you own this company. And like you're the T-shirt guy. And I was like, I hated it. I was just like, I do way cooler <laughs> shit than just like make T-shirts. I don't make T-shirts. And no offense to anyone that does. I just like I think what I do in e-commerce is really cool. And I was like, I want to be known as the Amazon guy. If I'm going to be known, like, I want him to be like, you need help with the Amazon. Like, Andrew's the guy for that. And like, just like you were saying with that advice you got, like, you need to be top of mind. I, I legit was on a mission that was like, I'm going to be known as like the entrepreneur that does Amazon. Like, this is going to because it's what I'm building. And so when I separated those two, I really separated landlocked or my businesses from my personal brand and then was able to just like, speak my truth on my own page without feeling like I need to like sell anything 
I think that was a big part. Like if you run your own business and you're trying to get opportunities, you're trying to get sales, you're like pushing what you do, you know? Um, but whenever I was able to separate those was really, was really when I started kind of enjoying it um, a lot more as far as like the personal brand building. And you're like, I'm just being myself talking about what I do, talking about my aspirations and dreams and failures. And, um, you know, and that's something that people will buy into. Um, and oh, yeah. so when I, th I think about that and I'm just like, how can you leverage these types of things? Um, you know, as you continue to get all these different channels, let people know where you're at. Let people know that you moved to TikTok. Let people know that you're um, you're on Clubhouse. Like, you know, what are all the different ways to, to talk to people? We're going to have to talk about that offline for sure. <laughs> cool. Well, um, if any, if anyone does need, I know you asked me uh, to drop my, my contact info. So if anyone is looking for any advice or needs help, you want to grow your email list, your SMS list, or maybe you already have a list and you just want to maximize it, um, you can always reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, Ryan O'Connor. Um, our company is called Worth E-Commerce. So W-O-R-T-H e-commerce.com. And you can reach out to us there. And um, yeah, we're basically offering free audits for any any uh, e-commerce business. We can dig through your business, dig through your stats, and see what, you know how much revenue is leaking out. Um, it's free about an hour consultation. So don't feel that don't, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Be happy to help and yeah. Yeah, we'll have his we'll have all of his contact information as well in the in the show notes for anyone that's driving or uh, didn't get a chance to write that down. So feel What's free up, to, look, to look it up. Hey, um, and before we sign off, once again, let's give a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Payoneer. Um, if you need 750k in working capital, Payoneer's capital advance program is based on your store's earnings. So there's no credit checks, just funds and growth. Visit payoneer.com backslash funding um, and grab your exclusive fee rebate don't forget to say startup hustle ryan uh i have a feeling we're going to talk about this case study we're going to talk about um maybe get your feedback on some of the stuff i should be doing for my personal brand and um i have no doubt we'll be working together in the future so i'm super excited to have you on the show thanks for having me it was fun i no love problem. chatting business and e-commerce i mean i know this like uh this this uh taking over the startup hustle e-commerce spot was like a dream come true for me really because um, I love all of e-commerce. Um, I get paid by working in the Amazon space the most, right? Uh, but getting to talk just with other professionals that are doing cool trending stuff outside of Amazon and um, what do I need to know? How can I pull those things in is, is always a pleasure. We'll see you next time. All right, see you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.